I'm with Tom Rich, the president of the Fishers Arts Council. It's part of a series of interviews and podcast interviews I've been doing with various nonprofit organizations. So, Tom, welcome. Always good to talk to you. Thank you, Larry. And it's always good to uh, uh, watch your and uh, hear your blogs, excuse me, and uh, now to be part of one. Thank you. Well, well thanks. And and we tried to get you on a while back and, and we uh, something happened at the last minute. So it's good to get you in here. Well, I guess the first question I've been asking people uh, that I've been talking to over the past few weeks locally uh, who are involved with nonprofit organizations has to do with how your specific organization is faring in this age of coronavirus. Uh, tell me how the Fishers Arts Council is faring in this atmosphere. Well, you know, COVID-19 could never come at a good time. It's always a bad. But for us, it came at a time when we were just beginning to uh, reach out to the community uh, for fundraising. Uh, so we, we had to put that on hold for the time being. We just gotten our brochures, gotten our uh, members and sponsors decals. But for the artists in the community, one of the big things that we offered was the art gallery in City Hall, where every month we featured one or more artists. And obviously we had to cancel that. So that, that was a big thing that, that hit us, uh, uh, Larry, was the canceling of uh, the art gallery uh, at City Hall physically. and uh, But we found ways to go around it. Uh, and so, you know, uh, fortunately for us, uh, we're, we're not as dependent on monies. It, it, for us, more it's, it's volunteers. So, uh yeah, we're faring better than most other nonprofits. You know, I was talking to, uh, to the uh, uh, Schools Foundation a few weeks ago, and he said they were basically lucky because their biggest fundraising event of the year happened right before all this hit. And so the timing was not good for you because you were getting ready to gear up. And, and that, that brings me to a question I do want to ask, because every organization like yours does depend a great deal on, on raising money from the community, the business community, and so forth. Uh, have people who have normally been able to support you come to you and said, you know, we love what you're doing, we support you, but we're not going to be able to help you at all, or maybe as much as in the past. Have you been hearing that? We have not. Uh, just before we shut down, if that's the proper word, we were seeking some monies to underwrite the senior showcase uh, for 2020. And the senior showcase is where we, uh, in April, feature the artwork of seniors from Hamilton Southeastern and uh, Fishers High Schools. And we had approached Star Financial to underwrite that. And they had just given us the money, uh, $2,500 to underwrite that before they pulled back and said, uh, no more monies for 2020. So we have that money and it will go towards Senior Showcase for 2021. But so far, others have, have still come forward. And, you know, again, we're, we're not in uh, in dire straits. So... Uh, fortunately, that's that's our situation right now. That's great. I did see an article that uh, you'd sent out to the media. It was published in full by the Hamilton County Reporter newspaper. Uh, it was all about taking art on the road. Tell us about that. Well, we, we as, as I said earlier, our biggest uh, feature was the art gallery at City Hall, where uh, 
as a proponent of arts in, in the city and, and artists, uh, we work through and with the Fishers Arts and Cultural uh, Commission, but we decided, okay, if you can't come to our home, we'll take our home to you. And so what we do now is every month, and we'll have a new one this month, we do a virtual um, gallery tour. So uh, last month we had uh, Britton Ferrand, uh, his artwork and an interview with him this month, we will have Michael Janoski and uh, Jackie Hammonds. And what we will do starting in June is to have their artwork in a virtual gallery. And then on June 12th, we'll have an interview with Michael so he can talk about his artwork and, and his residency in 2018 at the uh, Dunes, Indiana Dunes National Park as an artist in residence. And then on June 19th, we'll have Jackie Hammonds talk about her artwork, Whimsy. So again, you can't come to us, we'll come to you. And besides that, we're also engaging the artists in what we call Monday to Monday, and where we give them a choice, such as quiet or loud, uh, energetic or, or slow, you know, a dichotomy, basement artwork, in response to one of those two, and it gives them a chance to be online and maybe sell a piece of artwork or not. So, uh, and then we decided, okay, how about some art history? And so every night we pick out a master of uh, art uh, painting and we give a little snippet about them and we provide some artwork that's typical of, uh, of their uh, paintings. Uh, so again, we're bringing our home to your home. You know, I, I'm glad you mentioned the City Hall exhibits because as somebody uh, uh, who used to hang around City Hall a lot, I, I don't as much now because I've kind of cut back on my reporting uh, lately, but I do, uh, I always enjoyed walking around City Hall, just seeing what artwork you folks have, have placed there every month. It's always fascinating. And and unfortunately, right now, City Hall is pretty much a ghost town. Most people are work who work in that building are are working from their homes, and uh, and there aren't too many people coming to City Hall for events anymore. They're virtual. So, uh, talk about this this whole history and and concept of 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 uh, City Hall art exhibits. You have to go virtual now, but you'll eventually go back to it. Uh, talk about that whole program. Sure, uh, this goes back to a, a town a hall uh, memo of understanding between Fisher's Arts Council and, and the city itself in which we agreed to do uh, an art exhibit. Uh, there was never any prescribed length or anything like that. When I took it over three years ago, I didn't know what I was doing and I figured why not try to do uh, one each month. And so since 2018, that's what we've done. We've done a new exhibit uh, every month. Uh, last year, we had 758 paintings and 223 artists. 51 of those artists were uh, artists with disabilities. 61 of those artists were seniors uh, in the senior showcase. We will be back live, hopefully in July, with the artwork of the Hamilton County Artists Association. Uh, and uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed that that will be our first live event. And then in October, we're going to have our first jewelry exhibit. So uh, we got plenty of plans in the hopper for uh, live art at uh, the art gallery at City Hall. And Larry, I didn't even know if you knew, but the city was uh, 
so, so supportive that add on the municipal complex sign, they actually added the term art gallery. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that's where we are at this point. Yeah, that's great. And I, I must tell you, in looking at all the artwork, and, and I have been looking at it uh, ever since that program started, there were two that always struck me. One was Disability Awareness Month, some um, amazing works of art, and Black History Month. I saw some really tremendous work. I'm, I'm no connoisseur, don't get me wrong, but I know what I like. And I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed seeing those works of art in general. I mean, there are always specific pieces every month that are terrific. But overall, I, those, those two months uh, have always impressed me over the last couple of years. Uh, let me ask another question here. Uh, just in general, um, the state of, of, of the arts and fishers, not just the commercial side of it, but uh, from uh, maybe the point of view of the artists themselves, what's the state uh, of the arts in, in this city? Uh, you know, I, I'm a newbie. I've lived here for 23 years, but for most of those uh, 23 years, I was uh, employed uh, downtown, and it's only been the last few years that I've really been involved with the arts. And I'll say involved because I don't know a whole lot about art, but you know, it's something I'm passionate about. So to answer your question specifically, uh, just recently, the town, the city, uh, put together what they call the Fishers Arts and Cultural Commission. And the, that commission, uh, with input from all the stakeholders, developed a master plan for arts and culture. Uh, and what they're really trying to do is to get everybody involved and, and really promote the arts and culture in the city. In the past, we've had it fragmented, Larry, where everybody has been doing their own thing and there really hasn't been a cohesive uh, response or, or direction. And now I think there is. We're all playing nice with each other. We're all trying to support each other. And did you know that we have over 30 pieces of public art in the city and that you know, we're getting more and more. And now with the trail opening up, all of us are trying to work together. So I think that artists and fishers and artists in general are going to see fishers as a destination for arts and culture rather than a question mark. So I hope that answered your question. Yeah, it does. And I, and I must tell you, I, I, uh, I, some of the concepts I saw for the trail are pretty amazing. You never know what's going to end up in, uh, in the final version, but uh, some of the concepts for the trail look very impressive. Also, just a side note, you and I have something big in common. Both of us spent years uh, commuting to and from downtown Indianapolis and Fishers. I think both of us qualify for the Road Warrior Award on that one uh, through lots of uh, construction and difficulties and bad weather and so forth. But you took the next question from me, so I'm going to ask you to expand on it a bit because I was going to ask you about the Arts Commission. I've been to a few of their meetings, and one thing that struck me about that Arts Commission and still impresses me about it is that the city, I think, did an excellent job of getting a great cross-section of people who know something about the arts from from the artist's point of view and from a business point of view. So uh, tell me how you think this Arts Commission is working out. How, how, how do you think this has helped Fishers in, in terms of promoting the arts? I, I think it's, it's a very positive. Uh, for, for once, we have somebody or something, some organization that's going to tr- try 
to bring all of the various proponents together. And uh, they just recently uh, uh, have a subcommittee created called the Creative Council or Creative Committee. And that committee is going to be in uh, all of the stakeholders having an opportunity to uh, talk about their events, come up with ideas. Uh, I think the commission is, is going to work well uh, at their, their meetings to have those proponents provide them with ideas that fit in the uh, master plan. So uh, I'm, I'm very much in favor of the commission, and I think that it will work well to kind of coordinate uh, the efforts of everybody else. So uh, I, I'm I'm impressed so far with what I've seen. And one thing that uh, this commission has been involved with is the artwork at the new commercial development it was originally called the yard. It's now called Fisher's District. There were legal reasons that had to change. We won't get into all that. But uh, I've seen that's already been, already been uh, some some release of some of the artwork that will be on uh, at least one building that just recently came out from from the developer Thompson Thrift. So how do you think that uh, Fishers is doing, uh, and the Arts Commission's involvement in that in in integrating art the arts with some of this commercial development we're seeing in the city? I, I, what I what I believe is that the developers are they have a place to go to ask for assistance and that's the Fisher's Arts and Culture Commission. The commission then reaches out to uh, its consultant, Nickel Plate Arts, and Nickel Plate Arts reaches out to those of us that are proponents like Fisher's Arts Council to say, uh, we have a request to have a piece of uh, artwork uh, put up on a building or a wall or maybe a, a actual business and we're going to do a call out and we'd like you all to participate and make a decision so they were involving all of us whereas before maybe those decisions were made by one or two individuals now there's a group that is, are making that decision so I, i'm excited about that uh, just last week we heard from uh one of the owners of 49 jiffy lubes who's putting uh piece of public art on the Jiffy Lube at exit 210. And it's, you know, we were all involved in that and had a say in, wow, that's, that's, that's what we really like to see. So to answer your question, it, it seems to be working well where we all have a say in what's going to be out there. Well, that does make some sense. You have something to look at there while you're getting your oil changed. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. and it's going to face, it's going to, it's going to face uh, I-69, and I'm not going to oh. give away what it's going to look like. Okay, well, at least you can walk around the building and see it while you're getting your oil changed. Uh, anyway, yeah, just, there you go. that struck my mind when I when I heard that. But, you know, it's un you've even got people doing oil changes who are interested in getting involved with artwork, and you wouldn't necessarily make that connection automatically. Uh, when Looking at your organization's stated goals, one of the goals you have is to educate the community on the arts. So explain how your organization attempts to go about doing that. Well, one of the, one of the ways we're doing it is uh, by having art history each month uh, where we uh, have the artists, uh, the masters um, uh, portrayed 
But in addition to education, we hope once we go live to again uh, do some uh, written work. Uh, right now, Larry, that's just a plan. We hope to get that done, but I can't give you specifics right now because uh, the board hasn't developed a specific plan. But to educate the people uh, in our means that some way you have to either show them, demonstrate, uh, and what we're really trying to do is through the arts crawls, uh, the art walks, and the art in City Hall is to let people know that the art is alive in Fishers and to help them uh, be a part of that. So that, that's a vague answer because I don't have a specific one yet. But I think it's one of your goals. And it's, what I'm hearing you say is you're working on it, but it's a big, uh, it's a big uh, goal to have. So good to hear that you're working on that. Uh, when you talk about the arts, to me, it's uh, some people say, well, you know, it's paintings. It's the kind of thing we talked about with the artwork at, at Fisher's District and some of the other places around town. But yet, to me, the arts, it, it means a lot more than that. And I mention that because your organization received a lot of good publicity a few years ago. In fact, I think you had a, a, a story on the front page of the Indianapolis Star. You you want, you were beginning a project to try to, to raise funds for an indoor arts facility. And that didn't happen, and that's very hard to get something like that done. But you really worked at it and tried, and i got to give you great credit for that. And the current economic conditions obviously are not such that that's liable to, to happen very soon. But my... When you think of the arts, I think of, of not just paintings, but music, theater, film, lots of other things. Now, uh, my question to you is, do you think there is any prospect for, in the future years, Fishers finding a way to get an indoor facility dedicated to the arts? As the president of the Fishers Arts Council, my response is, I hope so. Um, and what I'd like to see is not something like the Palladium or um, any of the big venues. What I'd like to see us have at some point is a place where the visual and performing arts can at least come together with maybe a 100 to 400 seat uh, community building where uh, you have maybe some artist studios where you can put on a small play uh, where you can have some visual arts. And, and I, I look uh, to the 924 Gallery downtown and the Cabaret in the Indianapolis Arts Council, where they all have a common space. And that would be great to have in Fishers. And, and you're so right. It, it's not just visual arts. It's, it's performing arts. It's even culinary arts. In December, uh, we've reached out to uh, one of the chefs at uh, the uh, test kitchen to be part of our emerging artist exhibit and uh, have not only music and art but also food so you're you're right larry it's everything and yes i hope to have an indoor uh either part of a community center or on its own but uh, yeah that's beyond me at this point i'm 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 old well, I think I, I'm right in that same category with you, Tom. Don't uh, you're not alone. Um, I, I, by the way, I uh, culinary arts is probably something I love too much. But that leaving that aside, uh, I have talked to city officials about this idea, and, and my pitch has always been, you know, city of Carmel, for example, was 
right in the middle of building a palladium. And, and there's not going to be another palladium in the Indy area. It is what it is. I said, you know what, I don't think uh, anybody uh, in the arts community of Fishers is expecting the city to build a facility. I think they just need, you know, support from the city, help from the city, and, and get a, a – it would take a, a whole community effort. But uh, uh, that's – yeah, I think with the current conditions, that's far off. And, and fund, just basic fundraising, I think, for all organizations like yours um, will, will certainly is going to be a challenge. Now, one thing I'd like you to do now uh, is talk about the other people, the volunteers, the board members, the others who are involved with uh, the work of the Arts Council. I'm glad you asked that. We have, uh, in the past, I, I think we've had some good people on the board, but this year we have a tremendous board. And what I like about the board is they're not unwilling to step up. It, they don't let me lead and, and do things. Uh, they really step up. Uh, we have our vice president, Laura Villani. Uh, she's the one who came up with M2M. And she just said, hey, why don't we, you know, we talk about involving the artists and, you know, why don't we have this idea? And she ran with it. We didn't have to do anything with it. She just took off with it. We have Les uh, Reinhardt, who is our, no, uh, She's our savior because she's our technical guru. I'll say, hey, I'm thinking about, and she'll go, oh, let, let me show you how we can do that. And, and she just goes and does it. Uh, we have uh, Madeline Romeo, who's our secretary, and, and she just is the jack of all trades and can, can do a lot of things. She developed uh, our development proposal. Uh, so uh, we have then Mike Patrick. Uh, Mike is our guy that goes out and, and is, is willing to say to people, hey, will you give me some money? Uh, and, and he's a salesperson, so he's not unwilling to, to be uh, looked at and said no. <laughs> and then we have Olivia Holt. Olivia said, hey, uh, she created our asset series, and that's an opportunity. Uh, it's a four-part webinar, and we have uh, coming up June 25th, a webinar that talks about uh, gallery owners and be in the know. So it, it's a it's a uh, how to and how to be involved for the artists. Uh, what do you need to do to make your website better? Uh, how do you approach a gallery owner? Uh, so she created that on her own, and that was uh, last year, and she brought it to fruition this year. Uh, and we have Sherry Knox. Uh, Sherry was our past president, and, and she's the one that really got me back involved because I was just ready to throw up my hands, and she wouldn't let me. Uh, so, so we have her out there, and I'm just trying to think of who I – oh, Pat Grable. Pat Grable is now the person who is responsible for our joint art exhibit. Uh, she's with the Water uh, Color Society, and she said, hey, I I'll do that. Uh, so, again, everybody has something that they're really passionate about, and it means, you know, all I have to do is point and, and, and go out and sometimes be the face. But we have all of these people who are really excited about what they can do, and they do it on their own, Larry. Well, Tom, uh, yeah, I never can think to ask everything. So uh, just uh, your opportunity to, to add anything you want to add other than what I've already brought up here. 
I just hope that I didn't forget anybody on the board because then I'm going to be really embarrassed later. So board members, if I forgot you, mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Larry, I want to thank you and, and others of the media for keeping art alive in Fishers and uh, for everything you do. So uh, I can't think of anything else other than to say thank you. Well, uh, thank you, Tom. We appreciate your time and the work that you do and all the rest of the volunteers with you and many other nonprofits in this this whole community that help the fabric of the community to make us what we are. So, Tom, thank you for your time. Good luck to you and the Fishers Arts Council. Thank you, Larry.